There are many, many disagreements with James Harden in the Sixers front office, most notably with Sixers GM Darren Morley. In fact, it got so bad to the point which Harden even blasted Morley at a promotion event in China, calling him a liar after Morley spread, spread some false stuff about him, refusing to play for the Sixers. We all knew that going to the season, that Harden was never going to play for the Sixers again. And he gets his wish. He requests a trade. He finally got his wish. And he get traded to Los Angeles Clippers. Now, originally, I waited till all the details came out. Then I wanted to just make the video and the trade deadline. The details around this trade, they are back. I did. Everybody seen them. In which the Sixers, they will receive Robert Covington. They will receive Nick Batum. They receive Marcus Morris, KJ Martin, an unprotected 2028 first round pick. Two second round picks for the Clippers. A first round pick from the Thunder from, you know, the CP3 trade that happened during the pandemic in 2020. And a first round pick swap. So the moves are there. It's not it's not too bad in the Sixers. They just jeopardize their future. You know, the future is gonna be very bright for them. And the Clippers, of course, they receive James Harding, PJ Tucker, who is a very underrated leader. Don't show him the box scores though, but if you watch PJ Tucker, you see his impact. You really do. And you got Flip Petros. I think that's how you say his name. I don't even know what the guy is. Let's, let's, let me, let's just keep it 100. I don't even know who he is like that. But I do like this move from the Clippers, right? I do like it from both sides. From the Sixers, I'm going to see Tyron Maxey completely break out. Even though this season he is having some of a damn fine season. In fact, if he keeps this up, I could literally see him make an all-star team this year. You know what I'm saying? I could see him do that because he's probably going to get the big spot right. And also, their future is going to be very bright for the Sixers. As for the Clippers, James Harden and Westbrook, they do reunite as teammates because last time they were teammates was when both men was on the Rockets. I did remember that as well. Also, he is teammates with Paul George. He's with Kawhi Leonard. And he's with Ty Lue, one of the best coaches in the game, especially on the player's side. The players respect him, and he respects them. You know what I'm saying? He, he will be on James Harden's ass, though. Every time he messes up, he will be on his ass. Whether he's not practicing hard, whether he's lacking off, whether he's going to the strip club instead of going to see his team meetings to discuss the game plan, he will beat her. <clears throat> also, what this brings to the Clippers is that they finally have a true floor general because prior to this, they didn't have a true floor general. With Harden, he's going to by far be their main floor general, be their main playmaker, be their main distributor, right? Because last year, Harden led the league in assists. He was not he was very good as a floor general last year like him and being that pick and roll last year was damn well unguardable it really was it was just so unfair you know what i'm saying that was just unstoppable for the most part however the thing i do worry about is will james harden willing to sacrifice the little things in order to make the clippers better because somebody on that clippers team they're gonna have to sacrifice a lot well it's gonna be their numbers minutes ministers it's gonna be a lot in order for this clippers team to be very good but who is it gonna be hmm Kawhi Leonard, paul george westbrook or harding we have no idea so that's why this move is going to be very interesting. I'll also even add in the fact that how is Tyron Lewis going to manage the minutes between Westbrook and Harden? Is he going to give Harden more minutes? Is he going to give Westbrook even more minutes? Or is he going to balance out Westbrook minutes? I don't know for the most part. I really don't. But I'm going to go back to sacrificing their players, right? Because Kawhi and Paul George, we already know their games. 
very good shooters, very good defenders, especially both men are healthy. Most notably, Kawhi Leonard. We already know Kawhi Leonard's deep balls. Like, we all know his shit. That's all I can say with him. And Westbrook, I mean, we all know Westbrook can't shoot. We all know that. Even though he's playing not too bad, he's decent, but we all know he can't shoot. I mean, he literally can't shoot his way out of a pool hub. He can't shoot? Like, no. No. That's simple. But it's going to be very interesting how Lou's going to handle the minutes. And also, it's going to be interesting on which player on the Clippers is going to sacrifice a lot because they're going to have to sacrifice a lot. Will hard to be willing to do the little things in order to make his team better? Will he sacrifice his numbers? I don't know. We will see once they get in action for the Wolfsburg. The con I do have is injuries because... Whether it's Westbrook getting injuries, Zubac getting injuries, Paul George getting injuries, or Kawhi getting injuries. Because if Kawhi gets hurt, then Paul George is playing. But then Paul George is playing, or say, for example, if he's playing, then Kawhi goes out with injuries. Or in the worst case scenario, both men are out with injuries, and they're out for a while due to the upset injuries, right? So it's going to be very interesting how it goes, right? Because if both men go out with injuries, that's just a huge blow to their roster. And also add the fact that this is by far that last shot. Most notably, James Harden to change his legacy. Let alone the Clippers with the experiment with um, Kawhi and Paul George. Because so far, they just haven't been it, it just injuries. That's literally the main reason why this lineup has just been an absolute disaster. It's largely because of injuries. And if they can't succeed with this lineup, then... I really don't know what to say. I just really don't know. They're probably going to blow it up all next year. They're going to completely rebuild. That's why I can see it. And again, this is also Harden's last chance to save his legacy because he went from team to team to team to team to team, and he didn't do not one thing at all. From not winning the ring with Kyrie and Katie with the Nets, because we all thought that we was going to see the Lakers and the Nets. Just going to NBA Finals. We all thought we were going to see the Lakers and Nets. We all thought that. But, nope. That trio never panned out. And we all saw all three of them end up leaving to go to other teams respectfully. You know what I'm saying? So, we all saw that. And also, we already know James Harden's long playoff failures. We all know that. Everybody knows that. Team cancer. Rollins team cultures. Choker. Every name in the book. So, this is his last chance to change his legacy to change the false narratives around his name because if he could do that then it just wipes everything away all them being a hard and being a choker this that and the third all that is a race because at the very least case scenario they have to make an nba finals they really do not the front at the very at the very biggest worst case scenario at least a western conference finals at the very worst case scenario but they're going to have to do a lot because, again, this is by far their last chance. This is Harden's last chance. Everybody lock in. No distractions. Everybody must coexist with each other. No injuries. Everybody playing very good basketball together because if this doesn't pan out, if this does not work, then I really don't know what to say. But with that being said, those are just my takeaways from Harden going to the Clippers, and that's really all I got to really say. But with that being said, peace.